Give a little time for the child within you. Don't be afraid to be young and free. Undo the locks and throw away the keys and take off your shoes and socks and run you. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. And I'm Jordan Morris, boy detective. And this is Jordan, Jesse, go! This week on Jordan Jesse Go, we're joined by comedian Chris Fairbanks, and we learned that triads are more than just Far Eastern gangs. Let's go. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm your host, Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. I'm Jordan Morris, boy detective. Jordan, mm. it's a beautiful day in Los Angeles. It was raining yesterday. The sun is out. I feel like I have a new lease on life. Wait, man, what are you? I mean, what are you going to do differently? Um, it sounds like you, it was kind of a turning point for you. So I mean, how I'll are you tell you what at? I'm going to do. I'm going to put my legs on two legs at a time. Your legs on my your pants. pants on two legs at a time. Oh fuck! Yeah. That was a pretty good. That was a pretty solid joke that I thought of until I said I'm going to put my legs on. I thought it was okay. I was hoping you would say something like, "I feel like Robin Williams at the end of Hook." <laughs> like, you know what? I'm going to start spending more time with my kids. I haven't spent a lot of time with my kids to this point. Yeah. So I can understand You've been too, why. like, wrapped up in work. Absolutely. Like your office job. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, you know, I, I, I get, what happened is I got caught up in the rat race. Uh, I feel like in, uh, in our childhood there was this rash of movies that the moral was, hey, dads, spend more time with your kids. Uh-huh. Maybe that's still a genre. I don't know. Maybe I just don't notice those movies that much these days. But Well, I, I think a, a big genre is certainly uh, dads going on kid-themed rampages. Okay. Uh, like, what was that movie with Liam Neeson? I think that was where he was going on a kid-themed rampage. Taken? Someone Someone had stolen his daughter or something like that, and he just goes on a fucking rampage, just yeah. murdering his way across the world <laughs> in search of his daughter. Uh, so that's similar to Hook. Right. It's basically the same premise as Hook. Uh, I, was, I was surprised to learn. Uh, this is something I feel like we should include our guest in, by the way. Uh, uh, we our have guest, a, Chris Fairbanks. A favorite on the program. Um, Chris, I, I was you. concerned. I was a little bit worried that you were like dropping out of the whole thing. Um, <laughs> uh, something's horrible. Uh, odd, 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 I, the whole show. No, I was concerned that you were, that you were done. Because you were sitting there and you had had your oh, headphones on. These are and frightfully. You just they're very loud. Are they still? Loud? I can't. Yeah. Are they still super too loud? loud? Super. I, that's my, one of my most favorite describing words. How's this? How do you say? Is this better? That's nice. Yeah. Okay. Great. I like that because we're we're doing Smooth the intro face. and over here Chris Fairbanks is tearing off <laughs> his know. headphones and heading for the door. I w- I was I remained seated. I didn't even actually look towards the door. I I do realize that I was in my own head about taking the headphones off, and I I didn't want to distract you guys because you had a Liam Neeson thing going. But I my my uh, yeah. cochlea was. Uh, Sure. Jiggling <laughs> your, too much. Your part. My radius, uh, ulna, and hammer. My radius. <laughs> no, I think it's a stirrup. My, the uh, small blacksmith that lives in my ear was being disrupted. Look, I want to take this opportunity to make a public service announcement. Sure. If you're out there and you're a young person, you're just trying to figure out how, how and why to live your life, um, I would say to you, Keep those ears clean because you don't want them to get impacted. Sure. Right. That's my advice to you. And you don't want to upset the tiny blacksmith. 
<laughs> and his little family. He's yeah. kind of a he's kind of a neat freak. He's sure. busy making horseshoes for your cavities. <laughs> it's and he's, <laughs> he's got mouths to feed. It seems odd that a blacksmith would be a neat freak. Mm-hmm. Um, sort of a fundamentally soiled occupation, but it's it, ironically hey, well, that's how he became There's such a difference a between uh, metal runoff, yeah. uh-huh. which is what blacksmiths call the kind of you know the You're talking about magma. Yeah, there's yeah. magma metal runoff. There's a difference between <laughs> metal runoff and clutter. I right. want to be clear for all the nerds, all the geology nerds who are like who are sitting at their computer right now. They're like cracking their knuckles. They're like, uh, "Oh, I'm gonna give Jesse a piece of my uh, mind. Magma comes from volcanoes in the center of the earth, not from blacksmith." I think we actually probably, if I know our audience, we probably uh, have more danger of upsetting Renfair nerds who know a lot about about blacksmithery. <laughs> That's maybe a more a more a larger sort contingent re- in our audience. Recreation smithies, sure. Okay, I, I can understand that. Well, you know, you of course you want to start with an ingot, am I right? Of course, <laughs> if you're going to make an alloy, you want a couple yeah. different types of ingots. You want a couple ingots to alloy, and you would the runoff. You would keep whatever residual dripped off and hardened. You would chip it off and put it in some sort of a reservoir, or sure. a bucket or something. Yeah, to make arrowheads melt later. Uh, arrowheads <laughs> or arrowheads. for later melting. Sure. Yeah. Um, I had a thought about the movie Hook. Wait, I, I before we get to that, you could make hooks with that metal. Chris, yeah. do you know anything about smelting? Is smelting something you know about? Smel- they also run a tight ship. You know who has a messy <laughs> shop? These damn cobblers. This is a leather... <laughs> Everywhere. Well, I mean, they're basically letting elves come in there all willy nilly to <laughs> help out. You've got to plug up the holes in the floorboards, or else you're going to get elves. <laughs> oh, and you, sh- you would think they'd hear them all singing together as they marched in. Here's my theory. Here's mm-hmm. my theory. We're all sitting around. We look at these cobbler shops. They're mm-hmm. messy, overrun with elves. Uh-huh. I and they're like, I don't know how these elves got in here. I think they want the elves to come in because they put them up their butt. <laughs> really? It's yeah, like, I think that's cobblers have a like a sick, they have a gerbling thing. Yeah, kind of. They just they 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 kind of invite the elves in, you know, under the cover of night. That's an interesting theory. I the was elves just... are dancing around. You grab one, you shove it up your butt. Do you juice it up first? Yeah, it's called cob gobbling. <laughs> 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 uh, okay, let's go to Hook. Right. We gotta okay. talk about okay, Hook for a second. The movie here. Hook. Yeah. Uh a movie from our childhood. Absolutely. Um right. I was surprised to learn that that's considered a failure. Like that's considered like the bad Spielberg movie. Uh it's it maybe well, you was were a financial surprised failure. To learn that? Yeah, no, as a kid I loved it and I, I'm like, this is it, man. This is gonna this is a great movie. This is gonna convince my dad to spend more time with me. <laughs> <laughs> you had Jordan was sponsoring an educational film series for his dad. Yeah, right. We're watching. <laughs> we're watching Hook. We're watching Mrs. Doubtfire. A lot of Robin Williams movies. Sure. Um, but yeah, no. That's I guess Hook is considered kind of a black mark on uh, Spielberg's track record. Well, I remember watching wow. Hook. I mean, how old were we? Do you think when 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 Hook came out? So like nineteen ninety, maybe yeah, ten or eleven. Yeah. So I remember watching Hook and thinking fifteen. So you were more in the hook demographic. Yeah, yeah. I was it actually was. Yeah, I remember it being a movie for younger people. So I didn't. Sure. I like that. That uh, interesting looking kid that's in it that was in What About Bob? He's a great <laughs> child actor. Sure. Yeah. Who knows what he's doing now? Something about 
maybe bagging groceries, but yeah, and, uh, and uh, maybe that's... in uh, a, a a web series where he plays a cheeky version of himself, <laughs> yeah. and then at night he's saying he bags paper groceries. Plastic. Yeah, yeah. But uh, Dustin Hoffman's in it. He's Wait, are you sure. saying that you can't you can't support yourself with a web series? No, I mean if they immediately make it into a TV show on HBO, then you can. <laughs> yeah, or uh, it's funny that everyone's saying mobile content is the wave of the future, and. I've only seen the uh, really successful version of that. Yeah, the only becoming a TV show. Sure, yeah. Oh, right back to <laughs> that thing you, one. you said was obsolete. Yeah, industry. First of all, let's fire everyone that worked on the web. <laughs> right. Uh, I don't know. I watched it the other night. It's enjoyable. I'm talking about. I'm not changing this. Let's keep talking about Hook. Are you talking about the Ricky Gervais show? I am you talking about television. I'm talking about the Funnier Die show. Oh, sure. Yeah. I yeah. watched. Uh, uh, I watched the Ricky Gervais uh, movie uh, last night. Uh, Invention of Lying. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I watched it last week. That was an interesting mix of things. Sure. Is it good? I've heard it's good. Uh, it's. I would not say that it is good. It has good Strict. good things about it and good parts. Uh, great ideas. Some great ideas. Sure. It. It. You know. I think my problem with it is that it. Uh, is that it gets? I feel like it fails when it gets a little preachy. I feel like uh-huh. when it, it turns, it it turns pretty pretty. It's got a pretty pretty one eighty turn into preachy, into talking about Jesus and people yeah, accepting him yeah. as their savior. Yes, exactly. That which he's looking right in the camera and saying it, which is weird. <laughs> and he's pointing. Odd. He's pointing at you. Your sins. Yes. You know you, what? Audience okay, member. This is what struck me about this movie. It's like this Romper movie. Room. He just reads random names. <laughs> Your sin, Billy. Your sin, Sally. You know. You know how Your everyone's Santa. always talking about how hilarious Alec Baldwin is to the point where mm. he's hosting a portion of the Oscars or something. Mm-hmm. Um, that's fine. I think Alec Baldwin is is uh, very funny. Um, I enjoyed him. Yeah. You know, he's enjoyable. I think he does a good job on Thirty Rock. Sometimes he gets the joke wrong. Which which bothers me, um, and that I feel like him getting the joke me. wrong is funnier than him getting it right, though. I think say, I feel like I feel the same way when Salma Hayek was on Thirty Rock. I'm like, ah, she doesn't understand what this joke is. That's funnier. I feel what? like the weird delivery was funnier than no the joke. <laughs> Disagree. Strong disagreement here on that one. Right. I cannot imagine fun? a more awful comic performance than Salma <laughs> Hayek. I mean, Salma Hayek is a beautiful woman. Don't get me yeah. wrong. Uh, but I really can't imagine someone doing a more awful job with a recurring part on a television series. You know what it reminds me of, though, is the woman that's on Modern Family. Do you watch that show at all? Oh, we, I watched the, the pilot. And, and Incredibly hot yeah. model mom. But sure. she she really does have a Sophia very... Vergara. Yeah, uh, very strong accent, and but... But she confidently she says these lines, but she's getting words wrong, and you know it's not on purpose. But it adds to the comedy of it because she sells it. She's not. Sure. Well, you know, it's I, not a fake accent. It's I, totally real. I was just talking to uh, for put this on. I went. Uh, we went and shot this segment at this um, uh, at this cobbler. Speaking of cobblers, really? here in Twice Los Angeles. Speaking of cobblers, I know. Geez. And anyway, something, something's going on. There's we a weird were, energy in here. We, yeah. we'd we should already, all buy lottery tickets. <laughs> we'd already eaten our meal, and we were still a little bit peckish, and we wanted a treat, so we ordered peach cobbler. Shove an elf up your butt. Wait, anyway, this is so, a weird barbershop quartet. <laughs> so every, I'm just gonna go in my own every direction. Every time here. we harmonize, you talk about putting something up your butt. It's gonna gonna be my thing. I'm trying to. I don't want to be just the one of the four guys. I want to be the one who's talking about his anus. <laughs> I I did not know 
that uh, the cobbler informed me of this, but I did not know that Cantinflas, the clown prince of Mexico, had made a movie in English, and now I'm really keen to see Cantinflas's American movie. What's his name again? Cantinflas, the clown prince of Mexico. Ah, Conting. Cantinflas. Or oh. if, if I was really pronounced, it would be Cantinflas. Cantinflas. Um, oh. C-A-N-T-I-N-F-L-A-S. Oh, okay. Cantinflas. And like the, from like the, like the 50s through the 70s, he was the biggest movie star in, in Mexico. Sort of like the Charlie Chaplin of Mexico. Oh, wow. Yeah. Very, Pre-talkies? Uh, yeah, in Mexico, they didn't get talkies until the uh, late 80s. They're still talking into walkie-talkies. <laughs> Mexico, huh? That's, yeah, that's good racial. Right? They love those. They yeah. love communicating American. over a small, short distance yeah, with their the walkie-talkies. The uh, only place with cell phones. It's sort of like, yeah. <laughs> you, know how, um, uh, you know how in Thailand, Kentucky Fried Chicken is huge? In Mexico, Radio Shack. Radio Shack is monstrous. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Walls and walls of wires and switches. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> and the radio it made replacement me wanna, telephone cables. It made me want to see a, a film <laughs> by Cantine Floss. But okay, so Alec Baldwin gets a lot of credit for being funny. I think yeah. he does a great job. Um, occasionally he doesn't get the joke. It's not funnier to me, but that's fine, you know, whatever. He does have that great quality that you can make fun of him for. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like as I was watching The Invention of Lying and I was reminded of Thank You for Smoking, I feel like uh, Rob Lowe somehow doesn't get enough credit for doing that because that guy fucking hits a home run with that every single time. Like he is so perfect at doing that, that sort of uh, evil bad guy saying something like being blithely arrogant like, because usually in a movie, the best you could hope for is Alec Baldwin, which is a guy who doesn't necessarily get all the jokes, but he has such conviction and presence that, you know, the jokes they write for him just work automatically. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like Rob Lowe has all of those things, but also he gets the jokes. Is that possible? I think you're right. Yeah. Sure, yes. And uh, it doubly, doubly I'm, I'm, blow up to these days. Other I don't than, like other him than, as much as Alec Baldwin, though. Yeah, I just don't like his little pedophile face. <laughs> sure, Wasn't he I think diddling? that pedophile pedophile sex tape a long time ago kind of kind of yeah. kind of hurts any long. And by enjoyment. pedophile, we mean a, a few days under eighteen, probably. Sure, it's actually the kind of a pedophilia that we'd all high five about. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's technically called a whoopsie. Yeah. A whoopsie pedophile. The old whoopsie pedophile. Sure. Uh, the most remarkable part about me, about the laughs that he got in uh, The Invention of Lying, I, I was laughing pretty hard at some Rob Lowe bits in there, is that um, I'm guessing because of plastic surgery, not entirely sure he could have a palsy, mm. a Bell's palsy. Sure. He only seems to be able to move half his face. Oh, really? Still very funny with only yeah. half a face. I, I think I think he's been plastic surgery pretty, oh, pretty certainly. You know, significantly. I don't Sorry, want to Rob assume. Lowe or, yeah, Rob Oh, what? Really? I don't think... Has Baldwin had a plastic surgery? I I don't... If he had a plastic surgery, it wasn't a major one. (laughs) He looks a little bad. They they stuffed cotton into his cheeks. Sure, right. (laughs) They call it the hamster treatment. Yeah. I want it to look more like my face got stung by bees. Is there anything you can do? He got collagen jowl injections. (laughs) Yeah, women women want that bee stung lip look. That's kind of a popular... It's like, uh, just avoid the lips, the area around the lips. Lips and some next stuff. But with men, the bee stung jowls are sweeping. <laughs>
helping the nation. Sure. Wow. I just felt like Rob Lowe could just cut me to bits with that stubble on his face. Yeah. Just it's just thick. And you're talking, of course, of a kissing scenario. Oh, yeah, I'd love to. <laughs> oh, yes, absolutely. <laughs> talking about kissing <laughs> Rob Lowe. Oh, and that little sh- sharp little nose of his. Yeah. <laughs> that oh, diamond right. sharp nose. Sure. His nose is like one of those ulis or whatever they call those Alaskan knives that are like uh, that you like do a cut with a rocking motion. You know what I mean? I am familiar with those knives. You I, could I think, you I, could cut something. You could cut a fillet of salmon with Rob Lowe's nose. Know who else uses those? That's knives? racist. Cobblers. Uh, <laughs> Cobblers use those little oh, slopey Rob Lowe nose knives. Yep. Okay, we'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. I'm Chris Fairbanks, guest. That's fine. Have That's you, good, you, Chris, you, I, I think you've been you've been on the show I, more than any other. Maybe the are fourth you, time yeah. Chris has been on the show? Yeah, I think last time we were trying to figure out if it wasn't the fourth time. Okay. This might be the fifth. Okay, I think fifth it's time. Fourth. I think it's fourth. Well, we're confusing Chris, the cartoon day with... Chris, we're ex- N-word yeah. sayers. Sure. We're ex- we're excited to have you here. This is, Thank in my you. opinion, this show is a celebration of Chris's brand new record album, Fairbanks. It is a record recorded album. Yeah, Fairbanks <laughs> for my phonograph. <laughs> it is a compact disc on iTunes as of the other day. Hard copies available in just a week or so <laughs> on my website. I'm not sure how I'm going to sell them. How do you sell them? Sell them at shows. Sure. And sure. I'll have a box of a thousand of them just in my house. You go to cons. You'll go to cons, probably. I'll go to comic cons. All kinds of cons. I'll go up to ex-cons. I'll <laughs> sure. sell them to prisons. <laughs> and then I'll uh, it's sort put of them like, on CD Baby or something. I'll have some links on my website. I'll you, figure it out. If you want to sell them to prisons, you just got to keep the costs low. If you keep the costs low, they'll buy them. T- sell them as shoes. All they want, as long as that jewel case is sharpenable. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just yeah. just include one cigarette in each case, <laughs> so that has some extra value for them. You know what I learned recently that a sig- <clears throat> that that the cigarette economy is being replaced in jails, and the reason oh. is that it's it's uh, in some jails it's now uh, against the rules to smoke, um, which is obviously you know a big deal because it's all they had. Yeah, and um, so in these jails where it's against the rules to smoke, it's hard to have enough cigarettes to make cigarettes a viable. You know, means of trade. Right. And so they use what are called Macs. So these Macs are worth about a dollar. This is what a Mac is. <laughs> this is a, a like a, a, a vacuum sealed package of mackerel. What? A dollar's worth of mackerel. Like a jerky? No, it's, a mackerel it's, it's jerky? like a, you know, like how sometimes tuna could come in a in a foil pack instead of in a can. Uh, oh, sure, sure. sure. Okay, so this is mac, but but tuna is too expensive. Mackerel is the cheapest fish. It's basically the cheapest protein you can buy. Okay, wow. They sell it at the jail commissary for a dollar. So the and it keeps because it's vacuum sealed and it's relatively small and compact. So. As currency, they use Max, which is just a foil packet of mackerel. This is a real thing. So this I swear is something that you'll <laughs> trade for, like protection, yeah. or something about rape. Is that? That's... And, he, and so, so like, if you don't want to be raped, 
for sure. example, 25 packets of fish. Wow. Hmm. It is an entirely packet of fish I driven love, economy. Is it, wait, hold on. I, I is love this, that's the new cigarette. Is this penguin prison you're talking about? <laughs> yeah. Is this man prison? This, this might be penguin prison. <laughs> this is, it's not strictly a penguin prison. It's an aquatic prison. Okay. Um, you might have seen it on the news, that killer whale that killed the guy in San <laughs> oh, that's Diego. where he went. Yeah, he's headed to aquatic prison. <laughs> sure. Um, there's aquatic prisons, also semi-aquatic prisons um, for your amphibians. Like a frog needs to go in water every so often. Sure, so it has a water part of its cell and then a yeah, land part. Exactly. Yeah. Area where it can sun itself. Yeah. You <laughs> mean the, the yard. Turtles got, sure, yeah, the yard. <laughs> turtles got to dry its shell or it's going to get shell rot. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. You, you know what I'm that. saying? You but mackerel is what they're using to buy things. I and here's the great. here's a here's a twist on this story. The, the the related thing is that in these jails, you get a locker in jail where you can put things, you can store your valuables that's not in your cell. So they use like a rich guy in jail has a lot of packets of mackerel but because <laughs> these packets of mackerel are like not that tiny, like they're small ish, but you know, it's it's a sizable thing. They fill up their locker with these packets of mackerel. They're like valuables locker. So then they have to use mackerel to buy access to other people's valuables lockers to store their mackerel in. Wow. Okay, is this, this is it like is it just the is it like a salad? Is there like some mayonnaise? They're just protein loading. I love that that's the new smoking. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Look, our muscles are getting big. I want more fish. That's great. It's, <laughs> it's brain almost food. Like adorable. Plus they want the omega-3 fatty acids. Yeah, they, oh, you've yeah. got to have your fatty acids. Sure. You're not getting that from prison food. Mm-mm. You know? Uh, I love it. I, I think it's that, I think it's a beautiful thing. Yeah, it's and it's currency. It helps helps them all learn about the economy. Wait, I thought we were talking about children all of a sudden. <laughs> <laughs> what if that was? What kids are gonna start doing? I mean, it's, 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 it's like it's, fifth grade civics <laughs> class. It's gonna do like Everybody a trickle gets... down. Then it'll be like instead of smoking in the back of the bus or under the bleachers, it's eating tiny fish packs. Yeah. Putting it in your locker. You roll it up in your sleeve. The bad kids roll their fish packs up in their sleeve. Just an oily drip down the arm. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's my Mac pack. My Mac pack. Um, it's, a, it's a scary world, but if you have enough packages of fish, you can make it through, Chris. Yeah. That's the, that's the situation. Oh, wait. I want to ask you about, uh, speaking of scary worlds, I want to ask you about this world. We've talked on this show in the past about how I spent much of my time between the age of three and nine, I would say, uh, going to AA meetings with my dad. Right. And my dad went to scary homeless guy AA meetings for the most part. Um, because he liked to go to meetings. He's a veteran, and he liked to go to meetings with lots of veterans. And if you're a vet and you're in AA and you live in San Francisco, it's like two to one that you're a homeless, scary homeless guy. Right. So right. I spent a lot of time in these scary homeless guy AA meetings, you know, drawing a picture or whatever. Wow. And you, Chris, just happened to sort of offhandedly mention before we started this segment, oh, I did, I did a show at an AA meeting last night. Well, yeah, I, and, and then I was going to explain why I didn't sleep last night, and I should have. But, yeah, I grew up in Alateen. Sure, I was, a teen. I was a little older than you. I didn't know you. that. I'm sorry that you grew up in that environment. I didn't know you had such street smarts. Or well, street... These people, these people would just come over and like live at our house for a week. Oh wow, yeah. <laughs> My mom was dating a guy that she met in AA that lived in a van, and he would just park it in front of our house, and he had all these nice like 
rock shirt. Would he sleep in the house, or would he sleep in the? Yeah, he'd sleep with my mom. Okay, sure. And sometimes that'd be funny if he's like, "Hey, I don't want to, I don't want to like give your son the wrong idea, and I don't want to set a bad example, so I'll just be out in the van, yeah, in the driveway." (laughs) No, Dale was a good guy. He was a nice guy. He had a sweet van and a lot of cool T-shirts. I thought he was nice. He had a messed up. He had one, one ear that. Pretty much wasn't there, like a nubby ear. Yeah, sure. And uh, but ear nub. I, he was an okay guy, but I yeah. My, you know what the thing? The reason is a lot of times. It, I don't know if he had been in prison, but when you're in prison, the only thing more valuable than mackerel is ear cartilage. Oh yeah, you just to shave off little bits. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> to pay debts. I got a locker full of ear cartilage. If only you could pay your debt to society with yeah, ear cartilage. Sure. The only thing you can use is time. Let me, let me, you get, then you get shanked in prison if you've been passing off mm-hmm. uh, shark cartilage as ear cartilage. <laughs> so like, hey, you said this was ear. This is shark. I'm going to ironically stab you with it now. Sure. <laughs> uh, so last night I did, yeah, stand up at a, a... I don't know if it was all AA people. It was a, a few different anonymouses in a house. It was Pretty, a variety of anonymouses. Yeah, I could I, tell more of them were narcotics. You know, I, judging I, my... <laughs> A tooth count, a quick tooth count. <laughs> I had I had that experience in a in a Starbucks one day. I was sitting in this Starbucks, and all these people started walking in, and you're looking at them, and and I was just thinking like the they all had um, uh, name tags around their neck, like mm. conference style name tags, yeah. and I'm like, what the fuck business are these people in? Yeah, <laughs> because these if these are business people. Then I don't know what the fuck has happened to the yeah, American yeah. economy. <laughs> like these people, like the only businesses I could imagine them getting involved in were possibly ski, tattoo parlor, ski rental, yeah, <laughs> um, uh, working at the ski rental, pawning things, if you could call that a business. Yeah, um, and if I figured out that they were all there for an AA conference. Or or an NA and, conference, and they have their name tags, and they were wearing their conference <laughs> name tags around their neck, like they were at the oh, you know terrible. like uh, American Insurance Brokers Association. Well, well, yeah, that kind of takes away from the whole anonymous thing, doesn't it? <laughs> it does. <laughs> hmm. It does. But if that show last night was so fun, it's they a, were so ready to be entertained. That's amazing. Did yeah. you do any AA specific <clears throat> material? I I. I grazed over talking about my mom a little, but I didn't have... I added, oh, God, grant me the serenity. Uh, you know, I plugged in a couple <laughs> of their catchphrases oh, into sure. my jokes, and that was enough. Made they love fun that. Of, their logo still uh, looks a lot like the AAA logo. <laughs> hey, at least we all get free towing. <laughs> hey, and then, but that was well-received, though. It was. It, I didn't notice, but it's the same. It's like round with a triangle. It's like... Yeah. It's AAA logo. So made, made, dropped a few references to Bill... Isn't that Bill, the, the titular character of the AA book? Oh, I don't know. I didn't. I didn't ever read the. Isn't uh, that like what Bill said, or something like that? Something along those lines. Oh, Bill is like the. I think it's Bill. I'm gonna get some calls from angry members of the program who are gonna uh, really give it to me about it not actually being the guy, not actually being called Bill. That would be a weird thing to get mad about. <laughs> Maybe he should be wearing a name tag. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um. Oh geez, I'm trying to I'm trying I'm trying to think. My Spanish textbooks growing up ha- all had like a titular character who you followed from Spanish one to Spanish three. Uh, what, what kind of journey was he going it on? Was it Destinos? No, uh, oh. but the, I don't know. I was checking out Destinos at uh, Los Angeles City College when I was in Spanish class. That was, class there. That was uh, I believe Rosario or 
you followed her on different What journeys. was cool about Destinos... Yeah, I didn't have Rosario. At least for me, was that Destinos had its own soap opera or telenovela oh. that went along with it. Don Fernando. It was amazing because it, it, amazing. it had a lot of really captivating storylines about things like uh, someone trying to find out where the library is. Yeah. <laughs> but then there, in every episode, there was a, a touch of passion, which I found something. Yeah. Would always, she was like, like making out with guys. I'm like, this is a little heavy. Well, I mean, that's Latin culture, Chris. They're, they're I mean, very passionate. You don't need, I mean, they're spicy. Spanish mm-hmm. language classes aren't just about learning how to conjugate verbs, it's about mm-hmm. how to, you know, behave around those people. And if you're not prepared to fuck them, you're going to seem yeah. like an outsider. It's about stuff. It's about important stuff. Puffy shirts. Man tights. Um, you know, uh, shine, hair shine. You know, lustrous hair. Morrissey. Oh. <laughs> and, uh, more, for some reason, oh, Morrissey. Morrissey. For some ex- unexplained reason. Does the score. Well, I'll never know. I'll never know. Because he's passionate. He's, he's passionate. He's working class. He is. So, Jordan, what, what, was, the, what was the narrative here of... Uh, yeah, no, it's basically like he doesn't know where various buildings are. Uh-huh. Uh, he's wondering how to address... <laughs> he's wondering the uh, names of various items in a classroom. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so that. It's amazing that, that's, it's amazing that that's how they bring you into this world. They're like, oh, you know what these people need? Yeah. Narrative. Yeah. And, you know, and if we're going to have narrative... We're going to need some smoldering sexuality. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Sex sells. It, and it, it just so happens that teenagers, that ch- children learn through songs and teenagers learn through boners. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, if, okay, what's a, what's a big part of learning language? Conjugating the verbs. There's sure. a lot of verbs in a sexual experience. Uh huh. Thrusting. Sure. To, to thrust. Uh, we thrust to to tear up. They thrusted. They, they thrust. They thrusted previously, and then if it's a that's if, a person, and then crying. if it's and then if it's a, a child uh, addressing an adult, that's a whole different you thing. You guys thrust. <laughs> you madre and padre. Now please list these school supplies and tell me where the bathroom is <laughs> and certain governmental buildings. Uh. Uh, we'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Chris Fairbanks, guest. I'm going to be a little bit offended <laughs> if people out there in our audience don't go to chrisfairbanks.com. That's right. And buy the new CD Fairbanks. Because I feel like Chris Fairbanks has given so much of himself to our audience. Oh, yeah. For now, it's on iTunes. It will be on my sure. website. Sure, well, a, a lot of a lot of people no, listening to this podcast are probably using iTunes. They're so right it's there very iTunes simple, already. Right there. Very simple. All they got to do is right type in Chris Fairbanks and buy that album. Sure. You could buy some tracks if they but tickle your fancy. But that's twenty seven tracks. So I think we know it's a lot at of a tracks. dollar a track. The, buying the whole album. The is, bargain is going to be to buy the, the, the long play. Yeah, it's uh, less than ten dollars. Just I, this is not on the Zoom Marketplace yet. Uh, it might be. I, I think it's going to be on Amazon. I don't know what that is. It sounds okay. Uh, sure, Amazon dot com. That's I a think that it, that's a website. It's well, going to be available be... in the Amazon in stores. In, yeah, that's like, why by, I the, by the Amazon and under River. the tundra blanket. Sure, or you know what I'm saying. Jordan's yeah, only concern blanket. is that it might not be available in the Zoom marketplace. It might. I no. I know that you are a uh, you. You're a Zoom person. Sure, <laughs> a Zoom man. Yeah. yeah. A <laughs> 
a bit of a zoom and <laughs> but uh yeah i i think it'll be available and uh, i can make i can look into that actually hey you know it but not relevant to anybody but me honestly no, there's people out there that Whoa, for some reason hold on what about evander from the forums oh sure there is that one guy that so, one internet guy right so sure, me two and guys sure <laughs> he's a nice guy i met him in washington dc seems great he's a nice man he showed me a zoom hd it's a beautiful device yeah lovely device you yeah. did a new zoom didn't you i did yeah yeah man. zoom hd is 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 uh is a handsome device he's a little little nicer than my information phone yeah no i i i like it i have i have an iphone now uh but i but i still i still keep a zoom yeah, I know no complaints about the information phone at all. I I like it a lot. Sure, uh, but then Zoom HD—that's a pretty piece of machinery. It's called an information phone. That sounds like a Dick Tracy term. <laughs> information <laughs> phone, engage. You know you're supposed <laughs> to wear it on your wrist, right? Yes, of course. <laughs> and it only calls the chief. Yeah, it really doesn't have. All you have to do is program more numbers in there. You call yourself a detective. You yellow wearing. <laughs> All the all the apps are related to terrifying faced gangsters, sure. gangsters with, with horrifying deformities. facial deformities. <laughs> I gotta get new friends. Mm. These guys are all funny faced thugs. You know, I um, I walk my dog in the neighborhood here in Los Angeles, um, and uh, Chris, you were you were just saying I, I have a very new type of neighborhood from where I was before. I feel like I live. Um, I, I feel like I've moved from. Uh, the neighborhood where I grew up to to Mill Valley, where my wife grew up in the Bay Area, just like really like or to Hill Valley, where Marty McFly grew up. <laughs> yeah, never mind. It's a very very Tony, very Tony around here. Um, a, a lot of uh, sort of upper middle class entertainment industry people who don't seem to have jobs but are nonetheless rich. Yeah, lower level Geffen types. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I saw a wide wide wild haired gray haired man. Yeah, walking a fancy dog, possibly high level Geffen Playhouse types. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, it, it's a very it's a big adjustment for me. And one of the things that I've noticed as I walk the dog is that there are these people that I see everywhere. Every time I'm walking the dog, there are other people who walk their dogs in our neighborhood that I see every time. And there is you, you sort of you get to know. It's a weird dog thing that you get to know the dog more than the person. Because the dog is introduced to you, but the person isn't. Yeah, isn't that funny? Yeah, like you walk up to someone and there you say, and they say, "Oh, this is Buster." Mm-hmm. And you say, "Oh, hi, this is Coco." Yeah, and then, hey, well, bye. Yeah, see you later. <laughs> They've sniffed each other's butts. Yeah, wow. you, maybe you do that thing where you switch the leashes around in a circle. <laughs> yeah, it's funny when that happens enough times where you get raveled closer together and then you yeah. end up kissing a neighbor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who may be the same sex as you. Oh, whoops. And you're not or, or just touching dicks. Yeah, just, just a little bumping. And then you do the same, the same grabbing rigmarole with dicks. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Or you're untangling. Sort of a maypole oh, type situation. Yeah. Which is a leash, which is a dick. And then which is nice because I usually call my dick the maypole anyway. Sure. And I wrap ribbons around it traditionally. Because it's to celebrate I, workers' rights? That's funny, because I always wrap what my penis. What does the penis, maple celebrate? I wrap my penis around my dog's neck. <laughs> yeah, it's sure. It's a funny thing that we get right. those so confused. it's all it's sort of like six of one, half a dozen of the yeah. other, I'd say. <laughs> it's, 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 sort of like, it, it's sort of like how, you know, Saturnalia becomes Christmas or whatever. It's... Just one of those things where as society changes, these things change on the on the, on the corners. You I know, on whip the edges. my dog with my dick. <laughs> <laughs> so it got to the point where like we'd make on the carpet, right? I'd whip it with my dick, and now 
just when I start taking off my pants, he knows he's done something wrong. Right. It's oh, a, I don't good. even have to whip him with it anymore. It's a sort of combination of Caesar Milan and Joseph Campbell's The Hero's Journey. <laughs> um, there's certain themes throughout cultures. So, you know. so many references just in the last minute where I just nod and smile. <laughs> the church. Yes. Sentinella as uh, at Christmas. What? <laughs> no, okay. I, you don't know what Christmas is? <laughs> what is this? Christmas, Christmas is in the list of, of uh, things you didn't understand. <laughs> that would be terrific. There's different. I think there, should, there, could be, there could be a scale for sleeplessness. Where in Chris's case, he didn't really sleep last night. No. And, and he's up there around 9 or 10 out of 10 on sleepnesses, and that's where you forget what Christmas is. Yeah, that's <laughs> how I know. Like, it's just past forgetting the name of the president yeah. or what year it is, just what Christmas is. No, each one, yeah, it's just a holiday, Easter, Halloween. So Christmas. you get to know the dogs, and there are these uh, there are these three dogs, two bigger dogs and one mm. smaller scruffy dogs that are always being walked together. And their owners, it's a it's not always the same person walking the dogs. So usually, if it's not always the same person walking the dogs, it's like you know the the uh, ladies walking the dog during the day and the gentlemen's walking the dog at night, or vice versa, something like that. Sometimes do you feel like the dog's been kidnapped by some strange man? Certainly. I mean, I'm, I'm But the strange man is still walking him. Right? Yeah. Well, I mean, as long the, as they're taking care of the dog. Yeah, it doesn't mean well, they're abusive. Walked, they're yeah, a thief. But they're... Sure. No, yeah, this is no excuse for thievery. Yeah. Um, and uh, there is this group of three dogs, and I usually the same guy's walking them. But then I started to notice, oh, sometimes this other dude is walking them. Hmm. Now, these guys are gay gentlemen like myself. Um, there. <laughs> That's a callback to something that happened. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm not. I'm, I'm married to a lady. Um, but um, uh, <laughs> these guys are these guys are uh, what you might call apparent gay men. Someone assumed you were gay once in a bank or something, right? Yeah, a con you know what man. I'm talking a con about. man assumed I was gay okay. in order to rope me into his con. <laughs> Uh, you, yeah. His AIDS-themed oh, con. Oh, right, of course, <laughs> of course. Um, I'm, I'm suffering from gay AIDS. You know what I'm talking about, right, brother? Like, what? You look like you've been ravaged by AIDS. <laughs> um, You're emaciated. So, uh, so I notice this. A second, a second gentleman is walking these dogs pretty regularly. So mm-hmm. now I see these three distinctive dogs. Sometimes it's the one gentleman. Sometimes it's the other gentleman. And that seems perfectly reasonable to me. This seems like a normal situation. I mean, I'm hearing a, you know, a free thinking. Hold uh, on. Just, just pause in the action. Pause in the action. Name of the character from the Spanish book, Beto Chavez. Beto Chavez. <laughs> anyway. Just came to you. Just, just came to me. Beto Chavez. Beto Chavez. Jesse, continue. Just so you know, Jordan, uh, Beto was his childhood nickname. He's now Hugo Chavez, the socialist president <laughs> of Venezuela. And to think, I knew him when he was confused about the difference between a pen and a pencil. Yeah, now, he he's, it out. now he is not confused about anything. No. He's very clear that a pencil is the product of American imperialism. Sure. <laughs> it's difficult to erase. Um, okay, so, you know, there's certainly there's there's plenty of, you know, upper middle class gay guys in my neighborhood walking dogs. That that's clear. Right. Then something happened. A third guy started walking these dogs. Hmm. One, two, three. And in addition, my wife, who's a very keen observer of the human condition, has noted 
that she has seen them in every possible combination, including all three of them walking the dogs together, two, and each group of two walking them, wow. walking the dogs together, in addition to each They're of the so three low. guys walking these dogs individually. And in my opinion, there's only one reasonable explanation for that, and that is they're a triad. That is amazing. Isn't that spectacular? You know what would ruin it is one of them being a brother of one of the dudes. That would fuck the whole thing up. But but here's the thing. That probably isn't the case. Here's what makes me think it's a triad. Okay. Okay. I'm going to, besides this dog thing, which I think is too much of a coincidence Mm. to pass up. Yeah, I'm sold on it. uh, A couple of years ago, uh, two of my wife's best buddies got married. Uh, uh, two, there was a, it was a, a, a lesbian wedding, mm-hmm. uh, but a tri- very traditional lesbian wedding outside of them being lesbians. It was in a beautiful... So it was a traditional wedding, not a traditional lesbian wedding. That, yes, that's exactly. That's a distinction, I think. The it, wedding was traditional. Did one of the girls wear a tux? Uh, no, they, they both wear dre- they both wore okay. uh, lovely wedding dresses. Sure, okay, they're... Um, and it was a old very fashioned. It was yeah, ve- it was very old fashioned. Hi, cooling the on the windowsill, lesbians, <laughs> like a Wendy's burger. Um, yeah, so, and one of them, these are two of my wife's closest friends. Mm-hmm. Um, one of them had an uncle who lived here in Los Angeles, and he's part of a triad. And the triad came to the wedding together. Hmm. Wow! And not only that, they were the best guys at the wedding by far. No, I mean, yeah, they'll probably roll. Relaxed. <laughs> so live in that triad. Yeah. But yeah. also, not just relaxed, though, very classy. Sure. Which you wouldn't necessarily assume. You, you would assume that they would be, if you hear triad, I'll tell you what you're thinking. You're thinking three people who met at an, a Dungeons and Dragons convention <laughs> right. and decided that they were into polyamory and they wear a lot of black canvas. <laughs> You know what I mean? Sure. Um, three three dumpy people with miscellaneous earrings. Um, that three people who make tattoos look uh, uh, uncool, look lame. <laughs> Specifically, make them look lame. Uh, not like an arrogant jerk, like Ed Hardy style, but just right. look kind of lame and dorky. Right. Uh, maybe they have a tattoo of like Pac Man or something. <laughs> Um, that's who you might picture when you think of a triad. Certainly, yeah. I would assume that a polyamorous thing, that's the people that I'm thinking of. Um, uh, but these these guys at this wedding, super classy, very cool and funny. Talked to them a lot about Los Angeles. This was right when we uh-huh. moved to Los Angeles, shortly after we'd moved to Los Angeles. Really cool dudes. Made me think really highly of the triad community. I want, and I'm, I'm only, it's the first thing I started thinking of is them having this three person secret handshake. Yeah. Like the coolest handshake cool. ever that was in a, that made a triangle in the middle and they all look down at it and then look at each other. You know what these guys kind and of remind me of? And then they look upward like they're going to fly off in yeah. different directions. Does it involve, I think it involves grasping, grasping the forearm. Grabbing oh. forearms. Yeah, made for like strength. Braveheart. Forearm grab. These yeah. guys in my neighborhood, one of them actually is a little vaguely Rob Lowe-ish. Um, Wait, of, they're all handsome now too. Yeah, they're handsome guys. It, oh, I mean, no. If me. you're t- you sure, if you're two handsome dudes and you're living together, if you're bringing in a third, he's got to be at least as good looking or better. What a what a effortless, wonderful relationship and there's a, there's also sort of a variety of uh there's a variety of ages like one guy i would say uh uh kind of a bradley cooper type one guy kind of a rob Lowe type 
And one guy who I would compare, and this is a uh, this is arcane reference that people are probably going to have to Google, but Michael Douglas, uh, Glenn Glenn O'Brien, GQ's style guy, hmm. really the None, style guy from GQ, Glenn O'Brien, like a bear or something? No, no bears, no, no just some handsome, just some handsome, dude. classy uh, gay gentleman. Yeah, I bet that I bet that that is a nice arrangement if you have a big house. Uh huh. I could see like and and the the houses up here in your neighborhood are typically pretty pretty large, so I'm sure everybody's got their own bedroom. It's got to be great for entertaining. Oh yeah, am absolutely. I right? Think about it. Like when it, let's say Teresa and I entertain here at the here at the house, and you're in, you're invited next time. Oh, by thanks. The way, I'll Chris. be great in this. In this yeah. fake party we're inventing. Yeah. So here's here's sort of how it works. Teresa is uh, Teresa's making cocktails. She's setting the table. Um, Teresa is uh, she's possibly uh, she's putting out hors d'oeuvres. Mm-hmm. I'm in the kitchen. I'm I'm cooking up the main course. Uh, I'm maybe I'm also you know cooking some potatoes in the bedroom. Sure. What am I doing? I, I mean, I am a guest, but I hate to be just sitting here like oh, this. You don't worry about it. You brought some wine. It was nice, too. Well, it was very nice of you to bring that. It's pretty cheap, too. It's only 10 bucks. Good bottle. Is ten, $10? Yeah. Oh, my God. I would have guessed $40 wine. It was that good. I know. No, it, it was on sale. Are you Whole are you an O'Neillophile? <laughs> He's an O'Neillophile. Yeah. Oh, I don't know what that is. I don't know. That may be a person who's a who's a uh, really into sniffing things and not a person who's really into wines. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think you might be right about that. I just know I old, am that. Whatever fact. That means. Yeah. Sure. You <laughs> like you feel like you're that. I'm an O'Neillophile. Sure. But if you're in a triad, here's my point. If you're in a triad, think of you're fifty percent more effective at entertaining. So one guy oh, could yeah. be in charge of site. If you had two ranges, which I presume they have two ranges, they seem like they could potentially have like an extra range, an outdoor range, or possibly something built into an island. Yeah, mm. uh, like a kitchen. They definitely have a kitchen island. There's no doubt about that in my mind. Stainless steel appliances in a kitchen island. All Probably the some way. nice brass pots. Oh, you oh, bet. I just realized by range you meant like stovetop. I thought yeah. you meant range at like like an open two, range. Two different, uh, either singing or emotional oh, ranges. Sure. Oh, they've definitely got. They've definitely. If they don't, they've got. They've got copper bottom because that distributes the heat most efficiently. Yeah, they know. Um, You're talking. But and they could probably move between uh, between soprano and baritone. Yeah. Also, (laughs) I like them to have two ranges. Do you soprano? That's not what meant tenor. Tenor and baritone. Let me ask you this question. There we go. Joke is complete. (laughs) Chris, let me. I am dusting off my hands. (laughs) Let me ask you this question. Beto Chavez. You know how in some cases. in some cases, vocal groups are made up of uh, singers or families because they have a, a natural affinity with each other's voices. Like, for example, the Staple Singers or uh, the Carter Family. Um, these, are, these are groups of singers that sing together and, and their singing is particularly effective because they're all related. They've grew up together, et cetera, et cetera, Carter's et cetera. Family wasn't a real family, was it? I think it was. Was it? A- they were act- no, no, no. They actors they hired weren't. to live in a tree together. D- yes. <laughs> Wait, I'm thinking of Swiss Family Robin. Were they real? And did they even sing? No. What did they do? No, no Besides one was real. muck up Disneyland with their ugly treehouse. Yeah, that's Tarzan themed now. Yeah, it's Tarzan themed. But they didn't even clear out the other stuff. They just throw a big dumb plastic parrot in the corner. <laughs> You're like, yeah, it's worth still Why is there still like. Why a, is there pirate treasure yeah, here? It doesn't make any sense. Um, Lazy. Uh, so here's my question Lazy. Do you think that these three gentlemen in the triad, do you think it would be worth their while to start a singing group together? I think that 
That's a great so, uh, nuts. idea. It's because we're not related. No, that's why no. we're not having we trouble fighting that together. Fighting that common. And obviously, now people are going to write me. They're going to say <laughs> this, this. No, this, that was fun. Not leaving me. Uh, hey, the staple singers. The staple singers. That's sure. That's two sisters and a father. Mm. Um, uh, the Carter family. They're again directly related by blood. But I would argue that bonds of the heart are just as strong as bonds of the blood. Sure. I uh, wow. That do if you have a pen handy, you should jot that down. <laughs> Send it to Humor in Uniform. <laughs> Reader's Digest. <laughs> um, I think what you need to make your goal. You need to. Um, <laughs> I think maybe what you need to explore, though, is this, is this my, awesome potential my dinner husband party. said you wouldn't like this <laughs> But I argue that bonds of the heart. Okay, sorry, Jordan. It's okay. Um, I think you and Teresa need to work on getting invited to one of these triad dinner parties. Gotta make I want to go inside. to this, right? Yeah, no, I mean that's the next step. We Wouldn't can sit here be... and speculate till the cows come home. Be about really, what really, really to. disappointing if they were just gay roommates. Oh yeah. god, it would who didn't really have sex? Stink. No, and they're all watching a football game. They're like, Dude, like no, it, tonight. It'd be weird if we had sex because you know then we'd get weird. Yeah. So we don't. Oh, not even when we're drunk. They're they're a triad. They're married. They probably have rings. <laughs> have you looked at their finger? What if they all had rings? Oh yeah, almost certainly all have rings. I'll have to check it out. And then when they do their weird handshake, somehow the rings the rings start to glow. Something more important. Yeah, they, uh, you know what happens? Like lasers come out of the rings. They form like a pyramid in the center, and then shoots up yeah, into sure. the sky. Uh, and then you find a. Then you get a treasure map. Do you think okay? Do and you a think, magnifying glass, and there's a tiny three ring circus. Would sure. you guys so say? Would you, no, that no, that was, really was good. Dumb. No, little animals. I don't know. Yeah. Would you guys say that it's a better <laughs> like a tiny bear? Would yeah, you, you guys? Yeah. Would you guys say it's a better use of their time for them to be forming a singing group or finding that treasure, finding crime? I think Ooh, they'd be yeah. better forming a pyramid. Uh-huh. A three-man pyramid. That's, <laughs> I, I hope they have a ruckus room where all they do is practice pyramids. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Ready, getting ready to do them on water skis. <laughs> <Which> is... <laughs> <laughs> you know they're into water sports. Oh, yeah. <laughs> slapping each other with wet towels. <laughs> Oh man, do you think I could? Do you think I could infiltrate myself into them? Do you think they only hang out with other triad dudes? You should just say, "Hey, I noticed sometimes you guys have trouble finding someone to walk your dog. I'm always available, but sure. I need to see your kitchen first. Yeah. I don't know if I want to participate and in what's a quadrangle, though. <laughs> no, you don't want to be caught. No, especially uh, you don't want to wake up in one. It's been my experience. Next thing, next thing, you know, it's you're in an oct- oct- octuple. Rune. You have talked to him. Rune. Next talk- thing you know, you're an octo mom. Yeah, <laughs> so you know you're octo mom. <laughs> Did you, you've talked? You've talked to them and met the dog. Okay, so I've I've talked to them, but only like really only in the meet the dog sense. Yeah. So like, there's this other guy who has a little dog. He's kind of an older gay guy. I've talked to him mm. a little bit more. Um, and, and, like there's certain people in my neighborhood that I've had a little bit more of a relationship with. There's the neighbors that think I may be a child molester, for right. example. Like those people, by the way, got a puppy. 
Um, and uh, uh, I said hi to the puppy, and I think they now think I'm a puppy molester. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. weird. Yeah, very hyperprotective dad at that in that family. A, a hyperprotective ever... dad who lets his his child, uh, his small child, and puppy run around in his yard and say hi to people, yeah. and then gets upset mm-hmm. if they say hi back. Not to change the subject, but do you, do you, does it bother you when you talk to their dogs and then they're like, "Oh, look at that." What kind of dog is he? And then they get mad and go, oh, he's a she. Like, people always seem to be really... <laughs> yeah, correct the gender of your yeah, dog. And yeah, and who care? Everyone always... I'll or even, even, like, when you're talking directly to the dog, you're like, hey, boy. Like, that's a girl. That's a girl. Oh, I hope it's... Is that why is that it's just shit oh, on I'm the sorry floor? I didn't, I'm sorry I didn't get in there and check its junk. Yeah, usually I, yeah, I get on an automotive back cart and I just get under there and shift through the genitals <laughs> to make sure... I don't want to be an asshole and say that whether... Yeah, you, know, you don't want to give the dog... No. Identity. I issues. just lift it up and show, at least, and then announce to everyone around. At There's least a big dog vagina over here. Don't make the mistake <laughs> I did. What an asshole! <laughs> I thought this dog had nuts. You three guys have a nice day. Uh, I'm really amazed. You, you know what has consistently blown my mind since I found out about it at about age seven? Uh, the idea that there are animals that one keeps as pets. Where you can, where they tell you what the gender is and they can be wrong. Right. You know what I mean? Like I had a friend a who, I had a friend who had uh, two rats and they were supposed to both be male rats. And then all of a sudden he had a thousand baby rats. Um, the idea that like a professional animal seller. Yeah. Can't identify the gender Maybe of the give animal. It, give it a second look. Yeah. Avoid those kind of, don't just glance at it. But I mean, I think yeah. it, for certain animals, it involves palpation. Like you have to be pressing and and you, you know tugging, extend the yeah the member yeah. or reverse member yeah or crevasse Maybe <laughs> the fold, member or the technical back. Yeah. the it's technical like term the technical yeah, term a lot like... for lady parts is their crevasse sure um, but in the end they you're supposed to neuter or spay 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 but you're not going to neuter or spay a gerbil you can't you just need very tiny knives. <laughs> <laughs> tiny, tiny little, tiny little. I sized my gerbil actually. <laughs> yeah, sure. Because I don't want his little penis to look all European and gross. You, yeah, right. You didn't want it. It's to not a religious thing for you. It's no. an aesthetic. You thing. didn't I want. It, I want him to. You didn't yeah. want him to wonder why his looked different yeah. from his daddy's. Yeah, <laughs> sure. Like if you were bathing together, for example. <laughs> Or well, I don't know. And if you watch gerbil porn, they're all circumcised. <laughs> yeah. and, you know, it's just it's the standard. Right. It is. I it can is. understand that. <laughs> My phone's ringing, so we'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. Let's talk on the phone. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. I'm Chris Fairbanks, guest for the day. You know, <laughs> Jordan, Chris was bad. Chris is, has long stood with guests like uh, our, our friend Ashcon mm-hmm. or or big time Gene O'Neill or or, or these folks who um, uh, have come free come on the show frequently and are much beloved. Mm-hmm. Um, I, that's you. that's certainly the case. No one in our audience doesn't love a, a good Chris Fairbanks appearance. Well, it's terrific to hear. Um, but it's there... 100%. We actually polled, and it is 100% approval. I've... Strong or very strong like. Now, really? Yeah. yeah. It's like we, a five-point We do point a scale. lot of focus grouping on this show. Did right. you know that we do 
I didn't know. I didn't know. Oh, all this stuff is finely hooked. Can't you tell? You can't tell that we ran this through a lot of focus groups. This is all very calculated. I knew this went through a series of filters. We gave people. We gave people a questionnaire that said, "What would you like to hear comedy about?" And the choices were. Uh, sandwich fillings, mm-hmm. uh, family relationships, oh, I like that weddings, mm-hmm. or triads, gay triads, mm-hmm. and they chose gay triads mm-hmm. consistently. Oh, wow. Yeah, um, but that, that, so that's the good news, Chris, is that you're one of our most beloved guests. <coughs> Thank um, you. I pre- I, that makes me feel good. The bad news is that you, sir, have been surpassed. Ah, nuts by who? Uh, by the gentleman who sent us this. Now look at this. What, what would you? What would? You, how would you describe this here, George? Oh, that's a that's a that's an envelope that looks like maybe it comes with somebody's personal station. Yeah, like a yeah. nice classy envelope. It right? looks like someone's getting married. Yeah, it's got a nice. It's it's a, got, yeah, it's got I a mean, handsome a save the date notice in there. It's yeah. got a nice Santa Clarita uh, postmark on there. It's mm. quality. This is quality, yeah. not fucking I around. Mean, yeah. So I open this guy up. Mm-hmm. I, I got home. Got home from a little trip to the Bay Area to go to the Public Radio International Board meeting the other day. Uh, I, this is this is sitting in my inbox. I open this guy up. I think maybe what I'm thinking when I see this is I think that it's a save the date card. My my childhood best friend is going to get married. I know my mom got a save the date card. Mm. Maybe they, maybe I'm invited to this wedding too. Um, uh, and maybe this is the save the date card. Maybe it's a triad union. <laughs> I open it up. What is this? Personal stationery wow. from Mr. Dave Holmes. Wow. Dave Holmes was a guest on our program a few days ago. Mm-hmm. He was a, a gra- as gracious as can be expected. He's well known as a gracious man. Yes. Everyone yes. knows Dave Holmes is a nice, uh, uh, talented, and funny guy. Handles I mean, himself with grace. Oh, of course. A very graceful Conducts man. Conducts himself in a graceful manner. Dave Holmes wrote us a personal thank you note by hand on his own personal stationery man that is like yeah i mean that's, that's a look, like that's an old-fashioned class act yeah. is chris that is. You, maybe you can come in here with a great anecdote right maybe you can riff with us and have a great time but you're never going to beat this I've, I've you don't even, have personal I've stationery never called afterwards you <laughs> you don't even you don't even know i mean you have a hard time you probably have a hard time remembering what my name is when you're not in here johnny Jane, see Jared. That's what I'm talking ah, about. Uh, this is that would amazing. have been a great time to know his name. This is really would have been. It's because I really was on the shut spot. him Jesse down. Thorne. This is you know this is one of those times Nuts. when I, I feel like I, I talked about uh, I talked <laughs> earlier in the show about how uh, uh, Chris Fairbanks has given us so much, and you should go directly to iTunes and buy his new CD. Fairbanks. It's only ten bucks, right? Sure. He's already given you more than ten dollars worth of enjoyment, and he's offering you a value proposition of this great CD for ten dollars. It seems mm-hmm. amazing. Seems too good to be true. I want to give even more. Yeah. Um, but I think what we've learned here is that Dave Holmes is not only the greatest guest in the history of Jordan Jesse Go, but maybe the greatest person in the history right. of. I want to say the world. Maybe I'll scale scale it back and say America. Um, just because, you know, Catherine the Great or whatever. And he, uh, you know what <laughs> That's else? who I chose. Do you sure. like That's who I chose. Yeah. He's not asking for 10 bucks from anybody. He doesn't want anything. Oh, He's look, not hawking. He's if not you, hawking. If you want to go read his My disc. Year of Everything blog, uh, in which he reads a uh, uh, collection of high-concept first-person journalism books of the type, uh, like, like Super Size Me style, sure, where people sure. go and put themselves through a personal experiment. Um, you can go read My Year of Everything, but you don't have to. He, he's not insisting that you yeah. do. All he wants to do is tell me and Jordan about how he loves he loved being a guest on our show, and we're an inspiration to him. Oh, no, sir. 
Au contraire. Sure. You are an inspiration to all That's of us. That's how you get asked back. Oh, my God. I feel, I feel embarrassed that he is not the host of the show now. Yeah. I don't, I, who am I to host this show? I've never sent a thank you because card. Because he sent you a thank you card, you want him to replace you. Yeah, absolutely. Really? Yeah, that's how he, look, this guy, you know what I think happened? I've got a theory here. This is huge. A lot of people (laughs) think that after the MTV You Want to Be a VJ contest that he finished second in, they hired him in addition to Jesse Camp because Jesse Camp is horrible. Now I know exactly who Dave Holmes is. Continue. Okay. (laughs) Um, But here's here's the reality of the situation. It wasn't because he, he didn't get hired because he was great. He did a great job. And Jesse Camp was a joke vote that people were voting. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it was actually, I mean, he, th- that is true. Yeah, that's how I became true. Homecoming King. But the reality of the, situ- w- of the situation is Jordan also was Homecoming yeah, King. Yeah, I was also a joke really? Homecoming King. And one? Uh, I've told this a couple of times, but I think this it bears repeating again. Uh, I... I won Homecoming King one year, mm-hmm. and then uh, many years post high school, someone get, sent me a MySpace message like, "Hey, do you remember me? I'm Justin from high school. Hey, I was working in the office when you were com- uh, running for Homecoming oh. King, and I rigged it." Oh, that's funny. Yeah, that's weird because I legitimately won off of popularity. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's the difference. Okay, I was. Not, How does that feel? I was nominated as a joke because I, you know, ridiculous hair and I was a skateboarder, the only one in my high school. And, yeah, and I thought everyone hated me. You were the only skateboarder was, in your high school. Oh yeah, everyone quit by senior year. They they were playing hacky sack or something. They they, they, they moved on. Yeah, they came they came back to it. I'm sure, but for a little while it wasn't cool in the early '90s. But I stuck with it. And uh, and then I won, <laughs> really and I didn't out. go to the football game. I didn't go to the dance. Maybe I went to the. I did go to the dance. But yeah, I didn't dance. She so wanted to get your fuck on. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Well, I didn't do that till I was twenty one. <laughs> I didn't have sex till I was twenty one. Wow. Yeah, I thought amazing. I'd admit that right now. Didn't kiss a girl till he's eighteen. Now wow. I feel like I have an addiction to those things. Well, you're spring. kissing girls. I mean. I'm from, I'm from the 50s. Want to share a malt? <laughs> but, yeah, yeah. Hold on. We're from the 20s. We want to share a phosphate. <laughs> well, we're from two different worlds, yeah. old man. <laughs> anyway, I just, I just felt like it would be a mistake not to mention that Dave Holmes was the most amazing person in history. Yeah. Sure. It's as though, it's as though uh, some webcomics creators passed through some kind of black hole... And came out on the other side made of negative matter. Yes. You know what I mean? Sure. Anyway, God bless that Dave Holmes. I didn't. You, you guys want to take some telephone calls? Yeah, let's take some telephone calls. Okay, have we done do this it. before? Yeah. Are you having some deja vu or something? Yes. Or did you not know that we do have a call segment? We take some calls. We take okay. calls from time to time. Do, do I get it? Okay, I'll just... Yeah, yeah. Just I'll see. be here in case... Uh, I'll be on line three. Okay. <laughs> We got a couple of just a couple of miscellaneous telephone calls we'd, we'd like to take. Let's start with those. Hi, Jordan, Jesse, and guest. Um, this is Stuart from Southern California. Um, I just wanted to add a clarification class. Possible Jordan was wrong. Um, I was just listening to your recent David Holmes episode, and there was uh, a, a comment made about the, a license plate holder. The uh, dancers have nice. Now, I want to say that we're just playing this just because, not because we want people to call, I just, I don't want to hear about it anymore, 
I feel like 10 people have emailed me, 50 people posted a comment on the message board, 16 people called in. I was going to say, Chris, for your benefit, uh, I was confused last week because I saw a license plate frame that says, dancers have nice dot 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 buns, Uh, and thought that wasn't a joke. Yeah, it's and just about how they, phrased we, like a joke. We thought that it was that they that they just had nice butts and that was it, and it had the form of a classic joke, sure, a classic license plate frame joke, um, but it was not really a joke. And, and then, and also, to be fair, uh, the the people driving this car were very fat. Yes, <laughs> the people. What does that even? Dancers have nice. Well, I guess this guy's going to tell pause, us. Pause for effect. Buns. That's what I. I had a similar reaction to you, but this is, I guess, I was wrong, and this means something. And um, as the husband of a uh, former professional ballerina, uh, I can explain said uh, license plate holder. Um, Dancers, particularly ballet dancers, put Um, their hair up the top of their head in a tight bun. Uh, In fact, uh, in the dance world, the stuck-up ballerinas are often referred to by the hip-hop dancers or the tap dancers as bunheads. That's all. I just wanted to get... The reason I played this one was not so much because I wanted to revisit this mistake that we Mm -hmm. made last week. It was that I am amazed that these these streetwise (laughs) hip-hop dancers are like, oh, them bun heads. (laughs) That's nice, too. Yeah. Like, word, those are bun heads. Like, I don't see it fitting into the... I don't know how it fits into the urban vernacular. Yeah, well, yeah, in case I ever it... need to punch up a step-up movie, yeah. I'm going to make sure to throw that in there. Throw in a few bun head things. Uh, you can kind of imagine a tap-dancing Judy Garland-type person uh, calling a ballerina mm-hmm. a bun head. You know who is a great tap dancer? Mm-hmm. Or a ballerina? Uh, Princess Leia. I don't know. It's a bun head. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That was good. I'm going to leave. I'm going to leave soon. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Almost out of here. Don't worry about it. Jesse... I was just watching the show, or listening, rather. You've never seen The Color Purple? Why? Why is this targeted at me? Because, number one, Jordan hasn't seen The Color Purple. Yeah. Uh, And number two, I've read The Color Purple. I talked about how I've read The Color Purple. Like, why am I the target of this? I'm the one who confused it with Beloved. (laughs) In one of my... It's because you guys are a little Jordan, younger. you're the one who was a literature major in college. Sure. I wrote all my papers about rap music. I, I used to listen to the Color Purple soundtrack <laughs> and sing it. Yeah. What's on there? Um, That song that goes, Sister, <laughs> yeah, da, 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 sister. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I do. Sure, we all Anyone? know that. You all had that. Okay. I do. We all know I'd that probably, tune. Possibly offensive the way I just sang. No, no. <laughs> Daddy Glover. Hey, Jordan, Jesse Go. Uh, this is Dane, one of your male homosexual listeners that you mentioned on the previous show. And I had to say, I agree, Jordan is a hot guy. And, you know, Jordan, if you're ever in the middle of absolute Fucking nowhere, Pennsylvania. Give a call. Um, just so you know, I'm making the dick in the mouth motion, with my hand, and then my tongue is going into my cheek. Um, you can't hear it, but I did it. So, anyhow, bye. Hey, you know what? Uh, that that kind of made my day. I think I I think I went on a jag or something recently about how every straight guy has that story about the time. That a gay guy hit on them, right? That they tell, you know, and kind of with that kind of tone, they're like, "I wasn't into it, but like, you know, that because I'm so hot, 
like a gay guy approached right, me, and right. it was totally gross. But they like yeah, it's yeah. kind of a hero story, and I guess I never had that. Uh, but now I kind of do. Yeah, oh, thanks, dude. Thanks, okay. thanks, middle of nowhere Pennsylvania, dude. Yeah. yeah, I appreciate it. That's really. I will not take you up on it. I thought, but I, 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 I really liked hearing it. You know, it, it's interesting. What I liked about that call is it's so rare that you have an opportunity to have someone making the dick poking at poking your cheek <laughs> motion sweet in a sweet yeah. context, yeah. really context friendly. Of, it wasn't yeah. aggressive. It was very good natured. Sure, yeah. yeah. I it's, like that. What made it sweet is it's a it's a purely a visual thing to do, but yeah. he did it uh, for audio and then just explained it. He just yeah. brought by everybody the way, in. Here's... and not like a in you know, and wasn't in like a like a filthy, sultry way. He's yeah. like, hey, by the way, buddy, yeah, I'm making. It was hey, sort pal, of like I'm making the dick like in the, the mouth. Audio equivalent of kind of like clapping you on the back with his boner. Sure, <laughs> like hey, pal, like a friendly, just like cl- his <laughs> clasping the forearm. But yeah. a boner. Yeah, God, God bless him. And then a laser shoots up in the air, and we find a treasure map. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. It's Jordan, Jesse, go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's Radio Sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. I'm Chris Fairbanks, guest of the day. I, I'm going <laughs> to I'm gonna put this out there, Jordan. Yeah. If you don't buy Fairbanks' album, uh, you're on my shit list. Wow. Yeah. I keep an enemies list, not, Nixon style. That is not a place you want to be. I'm going to get Halderman on your ass. Sure. H.R. Halderman is going to fucking... Please work. When you do, G. When you, Gordon Liddy is gonna fucking take you down because you're on my shit list. If did you, you know it. when you made a similar? It wasn't a threat, but more of a demand for people. You demanded they go to my show and take pictures. Remember, what, remember that? When, oh, you know, I think I think you we were doing that maybe during the high five contest. Yeah, we were yeah. Trying to get people to high five yeah, you. A few kids yeah. in Austin came. I was amazed. They high fived you. Uh, a few of them didn't even watch the show. They're just like, "Hey, how's it going? Uh, we saw you last time you were here." So. Uh, Give the high five, and I'm like, oh yeah, oh yeah, and trying to yeah, get sure. We air. got a big, we got a big Austin pocket. Yeah, that was really fun. That's nice, that right? Really fun, yeah. That's nice, but because people love Fairbanks, that's why. Well, I I think that it's because of your promotion skills, and I appreciate it, and I I like that you have an almost threatening tone that they should buy <laughs> yeah, Fairbanks on iTunes. I'm in rule, public media. Rule I, by fear. I understand fear. how you get people to do something. You start by stating the benefits. Sure. You, your children love Sesame Street, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Then you move to cajoling, and then you move to threatening. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's how it works. That's uh, Chris. I don't have to explain to you that on our program we ask people to give us a call at two zero six nine eight four four fun when something momentous happens to them for a segment called Momentous Occasions. I don't think you do. No, I know about that. Hey, Jordan, Jesse. I'm uh, calling on Momentous Occasion. This is DJ in Raleigh. I just finished chemotherapy. I'm 28 years old and found out that I had stage 2 colon cancer in July of last year, and thankfully I am now cancer-free after surgery and chemotherapy. So, uh, yeah, that's pretty momentous. Thanks, guys. Love the show. Oh, wow. sorry, I cut him off saying love the show, but isn't yeah. that great? Yeah, that is congratulations. Great. I know, and as someone with a DJ. family riddled with colon cancer, and I myself have had colon issues, sure, and minor surgery. You have a weak colon. I have a porous, susceptible to problematic mm. colon. 
A porous colon. That's a that's por- your concern. A lot of well, it's just there's a lot of voids, uh, opportunity for like infection. a volcano rock, like a volcanic rock. <laughs> sorry, sorry, G- sorry, uh, or, or a sponge, Doctor Geode. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but uh, but that's that's true. A young, I, I had uh, he's so young. No, but but he's uh, doing great. A, a good friend, a good friend of uh, Teresa and myself, uh, one, one of our closest friends, has been. Fighting the cancer and really sticking it to it. Occasionally, she has no hair. And, Colon or uh, she has uh, she has this weird kind of um, she has a really weird crazy like children's cancer. She's hmm. not a child; she's an adult, yeah. but has some crazy children's cancer. Has to go through these crazy treatments like above and beyond chemotherapy. Oh wow! But uh, no cancer in her right now. So That's great. fucking a yeah. Way to go. Way to go. That's awesome. Hi, Jordan Jesse Go. This is Chris calling from Bethlehem, Pennsylvania, and I just had a bit of a momentous moca- momentous occasion um, in terms of awkwardness. Uh, I discovered the most possible, the most awkward time to run into an old teacher. Uh, I, my favorite teacher from elementary school, my third grade teacher, um, specifically. I believe I just recognized him while naked in the shower at the gym. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's not the most... Bathhouse, right? Yeah. Yeah. A fuck place. I, I had a third grade teacher that was abusive <clears throat> that would pull my ear and break my pencils because I wouldn't pay attention. She was a mean lady. Like, yeah, well, because nothing... A like a little house on the... more than his pencils, so... Yeah, breaking yeah. Breaking those is... <laughs> Uh, and then I had a job. My first job was selling coupon books door to door, and I was in some horrible neighborhood. I, I'd been bit by a dog a few days prior, and yeah. I was not selling comic book or coupon books. I was almost crying, and I ended up going to her door, and uh, and she's like, "I'm not interested, whatever it is." And I'm like, "I'm sorry, ma'am. Did you teach at Paxson Elementary? Is your name Mrs. Brandoff?" She's like, "Yes, it is." I'm like you were a really, really mean lady. And I, wow, and then and you she, sauntered off? I could hear her starting to cry. It oh, felt awesome. Oh it felt God. absolutely awesome. And I do oh. not regret it. I, she deserved it. I was frustrated. Sure. She was a mean lady. Hmm. Yeah. Oh, wow. And you made her cry. Yeah, I think it was Brandoff. I might be wrong about that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Hi, Jordan. Jessica, this is Joe from North Hollywood with a momentous occasion. Uh, I have been out of work and temping for 15 months, and I just got my first permanent job offer in that whole time. Uh, so I am celebrating like crazy. It's a great day. Love- yes. Good. Yes. That's great, right? Sure. The I economy's like picking up. I like these I fucking, our momentous <laughs> occasions this week, positive, winning Good times, momentous occasions. Absolutely. If you're out I like there, those downer momentous occasions we usually have. If you're out there and you um, and you don't have our uh, phone number two zero six nine eight four four fun in your cell phone, so mm-hmm. you can call in the second something happens or yeah. starts to happen. You know what the fuck is my position on that? Sure. I mean, <laughs> like what what are you doing? Like what is because you're the, clearly insane. Here's here's what's going to happen. This is what's going to happen. I've started. I've got this information phone. It has a notes application. And from time to time, uh, I'll try and I'll, I'll, I've been lately been trying to remember what I wanted to talk about on the show and write it down real quick in the thing because I always got it on me. 
Um, and if you don't immediately call into us, mm-hmm. what you're going to end up with is a note to yourself to call into us about solar-powered gnome two for one, <laughs> and you're not going to remember sure. what that is. No idea. Um, and so- I, it, I get so tired of constantly plugging batteries into my existing gnomes. <laughs> I know. Yeah, yeah right. Ever- I know. And then there's like you're entertaining, and one of yeah. the gnomes goes out, and people want to leave. I wish I had a backup gnome. Yeah, if only I could get two that are solar powered. <laughs> <laughs> Text. Do you have enough money to buy two? Well, I don't know that I do. I have enough money for one exactly, though. <laughs> if only there were a deal. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan yeah. Jesse Go. La, 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 la. It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's Radio Sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. I'm Chris Fairbanks, today's guest. Wait a minute. Jordan, quick question. Shoot. You see this Chris Fairbanks over here? I do. Mm-hmm. Now, you said you were going to bring in a Chris Fairbanks to, to be a guest on the show. I, I, I knew that you worked with a guy named Chris Fairbanks. Mm-hmm. But the more I sit here... You thought maybe it was just like a janitor or something. The more I sit here and laugh at the things that this guy says, the more I think this might be the comedian Chris Fairbanks behind the new hit comedy CD Fairbanks. It is a brand new hit that's only been out two days on iTunes. Well, it doesn't take long. No. I've been reading about you on the Hits Daily Double. (laughs) (laughs) Those were my postings. (laughs) You're in in Billboard. Uh, I I think this is the comedian, Chris Fairbanks. You you, you know what? Let me uh, put your mind at rest. And uh, yes, that is me. Holy shit. I am am the man behind and starring in. Starring in? Yeah, you, well, you're the star of the CD. Stand-up CD. That's one person talking with other people laughing yeah. in the I would, background, I'd not say this. I would certainly say the CD is a star vehicle. I've, because there's no doubt you're a star and, and you know, you're the centerpiece. And you've you're, you're you got to be in some sort of vehicle if you plan on being launched to the top. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you know what? Because the pressure builds up. And if you're not in a vehicle or at least in some sort of protective suit, uh, you know, you're going to get like brain damage. Right. Are you talking about the combustion qualities of a rocket launch? I am. <laughs> okay. I am. Here's another thing. If you're I didn't going... want to get too technical <laughs> yeah. because, you know, this is just kind of a general interest show and I didn't With want to nitrogen, make it too techie. Oxygen. Uh, what, one other thing. If you're going to go really deep in the ocean, you have mm-hmm. to go up slowly so you don't get the bend. Sure. Right. Right. That's a... Pulsars. So... Quasars. <laughs> uh, another thing. Red dwarf. Sure. <laughs> Um, Chris Fairbanks has been our guest on this week's. Uh, you know, do you do you have a favorite track on the CD? I feel like we should we should play something from it. Um, what, what, at, at random we could play something. I, I don't have the track list memorized, and I named them yourself. Yeah. Well, we'll we'll take a look after after we finish recording this segment. We'll take a look. We'll pick out a favorite, and we'll we'll run it after this so that people Terrific. get a. Wet to whet people's appetite if it's not already sufficiently whetted. Is that a WH? Uh, yes, wet. Wet. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. It's wet. a queef like or a wet queef. <laughs> it's a queef. Well, it, it, it depends on, it's a hemisphere thing. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's like a northern a, or southern It's hemisphere. sort of like, like the way water goes down a drain. Kind of, sure. Or a barrier reef and a Christmas reef. 
Gee, sure. Sure. That was dumb. Queef. <laughs> Track seven. Christmas Reef. <laughs> Christmas um, Queef. Download it now. 99 cents. I received another picture of a guy uh, in a 1989 San Francisco Giants National League Championship Series hat. Yeah. Uh, an entry in our hat contest. Um, I think the I think this month is the last is going to be the end of the hat contest. What do you think? End of March. I like it. Uh, mm. So far, the leader is sixty. Sixty hats. Um, wow. I have also I have not gotten an address from the guy who sent me the first nineteen eighty nine San Francisco Giant National League Championship hat. But uh, if the two guys will send me, both of them will get autographed cards. I, I offered a Don Caveman Robinson to the first guy. Mm. I think for the second guy, I'm going to go with Rick Russell, Big Daddy. Big Daddy Rick Rushell. So Rick Rushell for the second gentleman, the one with the white hat, uh, the uh, Don Caveman Robinson for the gentleman with the black hat. Sure. Um, we did an episode of Corolla, uh, the Adam Corolla podcast. It's up on adamcarolla.com. We, I, we had fun. Yeah, absolutely. It's it was a, a lot it's of fun. A, it's, a, it's, a, it's a good show. Uh, the man, if you, if you are not into the Adam Corolla podcast, it's a fine program. Uh, yeah, and it's, he does one every single day, and he's got great guests, and uh, we're two of them. It was, wow. it was very, cool. nice of, uh, very nice of him to uh, include us, and he was, very, he was a very gracious host. Absolutely. Uh, slightly distracted. Mm-hmm. Uh, has a large staff. Mm-hmm. Uh, a garage full of Ford Mustangs. Um, and and one, uh, like, man maybe, show memorabilia. And man show memorabilia. Oh, wow, really? One like Triumph, maybe uh, some kind of two two seat roadster that's been turned into a race car. Um, it's a it's a lovely operation he's running out there in Glendale. Yeah. It's it's great. He's doing great work. I think he's probably really likable. He, he, he was is. very likable. He was very very likable. I and I you know I had, I had, I've I've been listening to to Corolla since I was a lad on the mm-hmm. on the radio in Southern California. That's why that's why a... he's so racist against Mexicans. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. Yes. You do say <laughs> horrible things. Um, okay, so we'll talk to you next week on. Uh, oh, those two guys with the hats. Send me your addresses so I can uh, buy you autographed baseball cards on eBay. I'm absolutely serious, and uh, we'll talk to you next week on Jordan Jesse. Go. Here's a CD from our pal. Here's a track from our pal. Chris Fairbanks' new CD, Fairbanks. Trying to get used to the fist pound. Can't. By some other white dude. Yeah, what's up, player? Douche. I'll try it like I'll succumb to it, but I can't instigate it. Like I do what you did. I pan- or I'll just panic and grab it like a doorknob. Oh, shit. And just twist it instinctively. I don't know. This is what I do. It feels like a door. Is it? What? What is carpal tunnel? Why are you crying? You're crying. And then I go like that. That oh, was a doorway to your heart. But twasn't. But let's party in here, you guys. Let's knock the roof off of this shit hole. Let's knock the doors off the hinges. Let's hit the hinges out of the doors and push all the doors down. Let's break the windows. We'll reintroduce the foundation. We'll break glass. Just break glass, actually, and put it on the floor, and we'll roll around, and we'll just make out in the glass and cut our backs. Fucking, and we're going to laugh our ass, our socks off our asses. Yeah, ass socks. You guys wearing your ass socks? Because we're going to laugh them off. They don't belong there. Socks have no reason to be on your ass. So let's get those off first before we start all the work on the place. <sighs> I, uh, it's good to be here.